I'm Danica Juarez. And I'm Jan James. And this is How's It Hold Up? Hi, I'm Danica. And I'm Jan. And I'm Valerie. And today we watched the 1939 adaptation of Gulliver's Travels from uh, the Fleischer Brothers and Paramount Studios. And that excited tone is very misleading. <laughs> you sounded so wonderful and enthusiastic. I've, I've got my radio voice on. I know. I know. It's great. Um, well, <laughs> who wants to do a spoiler-free plot synopsis? Oh, I, I was thinking about this. I think I may try because... The story... A brief. A brief. Okay. Spoiler-free plot. No, I won't. No editorializing and no play-by-plays. No. Okay. All right. A man uh, gets shipwrecked and on an island, and another little dude is out keeping watch of of his town. And he's little, and the man that washed up on shore is gigantic comparatively. He runs, warns everybody... But what's going on is that two kingdoms are about to enter a marriage contract and nobody will listen to him. Eventually they do. He ends up making friends with one of the one of the kingdoms. The other kingdom is trying to wage war because they couldn't agree on a marriage song. And he ends up trying to broker peace between the two countries. Yeah, solid. Yeah. If that sounds interesting, boy, do I have news for you. <laughs> um, what'd you guys... We've already heavily insinuated. What do you guys think of this movie? Would you recommend it, you think? So I think, I'm just going to bring it out at the beginning. What you said about Dumbo applies here. Dumbo the live action? Yes. It is worse to be a boring movie than a bad one. I thought it too. I thought Um, it too. I don't recommend it. I don't either. I don't. We're going to have to talk about it more in depth, but we do have to directly compare this to the other Gulliver's Travels. That we watched, and that was a bad movie, and I think I'd rather watch it. Yes, yes. <laughs> Anyways, no, I don't recommend this. This sucks. It's so, so bad. It's the it's, animation is obviously better. It is than it's, it's much better. The other Gulliver Shadows we saw. That might be the only thing it has going for it, and it's not enough. Um, no, it's not enough. It's uh, and I, well, when we get. I guess when we get into specifics, that's all we, I would not recommend it. It doesn't sound like any of us would. No, none of us. If you haven't watched this, you're not missing anything, (laughs) but you hopefully will enjoy hearing us break it down for you. Let's get specific. Have some fun facts, uh, that'll throw out, I guess. Um, the story of the film is a very loose adaptation of Jonathan Twist. Yep. That's it. (laughs) Of Jonathan Swift's 1726 novel of the same name, specifically the first part of that novel. The film was the Fleischer Studios' first feature-length animated film. It was commissioned by Paramount in response to the success of Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Dwarfs. (laughs) The Gulliver's Travels score by Victor Young was nominated for a Best Original Score Academy Award, while the song Faithful Forever was nominated for Best Original Song. Okay. Both of them lost out to The Wizard of Oz with the film winning the latter category for the song Over the Rainbow. Oh, yeah. And when I first read this fun fact, I was like feeling a little sorry for it. Like, oh, that's bad luck going up against Over the Rain, going up against Wizard of Oz. Um, 
but I don't know why it was nominated to begin with. It's not good. Um, the music, the music is fine, but the songs are not. They're just forgettable. I mean, yeah. Um, the film was spun off into two short-lived Fleischer cartoon short series. Okay. The Gabby series. Okay. And no. the animated antics cartoons starring the three spies, no. Sneak, Snoop, and Snitch, no. and Twinkle Toes, the carrier pigeon. Oh my gosh. Sure. Um, thought you how guys would... The, how did those do? <laughs> uh, well, it does describe them at the top as short-lived. Whew. Part of that might be that the uh, life of the Fleischer Brothers studio was short-lived after this movie. But, um... Did let, they put all their money into it or something? Well, let's talk a little bit about <laughs> oh, it um, before we start talking about storing characters. Max Fleischer had envisioned a feature as early as 1934, but Paramount vetoed the idea at the time. However, after the success of Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, Paramount changed their tune and ordered a feature for a 1939 Christmas release. When the story was first written in New York, Popeye the Sailor was originally cast as Gulliver. Which would have been an interesting <laughs> choice. That would have been ridiculous. <gasps> they would have had to get Bluto in there somewhere too, huh? Have him fight? Would Anyways, he be the king? I don't even One know. Of the kings? I mean, he'd need to be... What? Who knows? No, I would say like AU, Popeye is sure, Gulliver, sure. Bluto is King... Bonka? But then you have to have olive oil in there somewhere too. She so. can be the princess. Find someone, another prince. Yeah, that'd be rough. Yeah, because Popeye romance is olive oil. Yeah. Mm. I don't know. Anyways, one of the major challenges for Fleischer Studios was the 18 month delivery on Hold envelope. on, I got it. Oh, sorry. Olive yeah, go, oil go, 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 go. is the daughter of King of Lil- Lilliputia. Uh, Bluto is Bongo, and he doesn't have a son. He's trying to marry Olive Oil, oh. and, and 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 Popeye just you know nicks his chivalrously dad. stops him. Yeah, yeah, and he doesn't necessarily leave at the end to show that it's like, oh, you know, they like each other, even though we just don't, you know, address the fact that she is little and he is big. I'm pretty sure at some point in the 40s, Paramount made a Popeye Gulliver thing, anyways, like they uh, just a short, but that's my that's my take. One of the major challenges for Fleischer Studios was the 18-month delivery envelope, coming at a time when Fleischer Studios was relocating to Miami, Florida. While Snow White was in production for 18 months as well, it had been in development for just as long, allowing for a total of three years to reach the screen. To meet this deadline, the Fleischer staff was greatly expanded to some 800 employees. Animation training classes were set up with Miami art schools as a conduit for additional workers. The rushed schedule seemed to take precedence over quality, and over time was the order of the day. Even with the rush, deadlines were compromised with Paramount considering canceling the film. Relations with the Technicolor Lab were strained due to these constant delays, largely associated with the remote location of Miami. But the feature was met by an eager public and started out well, breaking box office records in spite of the inevitable comparisons to Snow White. In spite of running over bu- over the original budget, Paramount made a profit of at least a uh, hundred, it looks like a million domestically. In spite of the profits earned, Paramount held Fleischer Studios to a $350,000 penalty for going over budget. This was the beginning of the financial difficulties Fleischer Studios encountered as it entered the 40s. Based on the overwhelming business success of Gulliver's Travels in its opening run, though, uh, Barney Balaban immediately ordered another feature for a 1941 Christmas release. They did end up making one more movie, and I have not heard that it is much better. (laughs) 
So there's some context on how this was made and the kind of time crunch um, that I think definitely did not do it any favors. And let's start talking about the story and characters. I'm kind of shocked, though, that it did that it even did well at the box office boy. Well, you have to keep in mind there wasn't low bar. There wasn't other like Disney had made one and there weren't other things. So this was still just an animated feature was still a new concept to American audiences. Yeah. Um, So yeah. The only thing that made it. Yeah. Yeah. It does not hold up in the way that Snow White does. No. Well, and here, okay. Since we're going to start off talking about story, here's the sad thing. The this actual story, if you if you had developed it and developed your character, it wasn't a bad story. I mean, it had some more nuance than the original Gulliver that we saw. It had some nuance because you had these these two kingdoms that were trying to unite because of their children, you know, and then you could have come up with something a little bit better than dispute over a song. That was pretty dumb. I mean, it's a but, sort of in line with the idea, like in the original is that the reason that they're fighting is a stupid one. So it's at least a little in line with that. It's yeah. not the same reason, but it is a similarly stupid reason to be fighting. Right. But again, the story in and of itself was not terrible. Yeah. It, if there's, they, there's a, yeah. There, there's an amount of streamlining and like kind of refocusing focusing the story um, away from uh, like compared to the original where like he gets there, the two kingdoms are already at odds. There's no um, sense that they were ever trying to be together um, there. And it sets the scene for some of these things and then does Jack all with it. <sighs> well, again, then no, no individual character development yeah. at all. Yeah. And no, yeah, real nuance or a real, you didn't get to know any of the characters. Therefore, I was not invested in any of the characters. I think there's two notes I have that are really telling of what this movie is. There's way too many gags that aren't in service to anything. And then later I put, it's just gags. It's just all gags. It's so boring. This movie basically feels like a really long cartoon short rather than a movie. The Mm. team who did Snow White put effort in to make it feel like it was a story worth being a feature, even if it has aspects of it that are cartoon gag things, you know, particularly with the dwarves. It has a lot of like, cartoon gags but they always feel in service to some sort of story or characterization that's why like the one um that that i I don't like that much with dopey and the and the soap that goes on too long it's like the the point of the scene is you know them washing up because they're they're starting to get to know snow white she wanted them to do this and then they make grumpy do it and we don't really learn anything about dopey with him doing this soap gag for so long. It's just a little too much. Um, but none of the gags in Gulliver's Travels contribute to story or characters. They're just cartoon gags because this is a cartoon. And so that's what you do, right? You just, you do gags. Well, and on a similar vein, Gabby, who had 
had the most screen time. Yes. You saw him the most. Still I feel didn't like know I knew anything him. about him. Exactly. Yeah. I didn't know what his role was, which then was irritating. Like, why are you again at one and first I, I see that you're the night watch person and you're complaining about doing that, but then you can go and talk to the king and you can can sit next to the king when he's eating and you can you can boss everyone around and you can almost wage war and so what is your role? What is your, your He even position? says at some point to Gulliver that he wants to be a general or something. Yeah. So it's like, so that insinuates he doesn't have a title, and yet he's basically able to act like he does. Yeah, he can do anything. And, and again, he ha- he seems to have more power than the king of his kingdom. Also, and this is important, uh, he sucks. Gabby sucks. Yeah, I mean, he's just not interesting. He, he talks about a family at one point at the end. We never met them. Oh, that was just so- him trying to... When he talks about the family, that was just him trying... He wasn't at the end. It was when Gulliver picks him up. Yeah, it was... Oh, He talked about a family, and it it was just lies so that he didn't get hurt. Okay. I I joked later about, oh, obviously that's a lie, because why would any woman want to be with this guy? (laughs) I know. Yeah. He just... He's just... Words. Okay. He is annoyingly... Pompous? Yeah, pompous, Arrogant. grumpy, without having any personality like Grumpy did. I mean, you know, for just just kind of... Yeah, his personality isn't clear honorary. despite just, how much screen time we get to see him. Like, I don't yeah. really feel like I understand his wants or desires or anything. But yeah, yeah. He's so just he like a conduit for comedy. Or well, to me, is he just comes across as a malcontent. Yeah. With, again, since I don't even know him, like... What hardships does he have in his life? What I have no investment. So he just comes across as just a a whiny, complainy, negative malcontent. Yeah. That I don't want to be seeing and I have to see him. Also, why does he rhyme sometimes when he talks? Oh, I know. Because it's not a consistent thing. If he did that all the time, I think that'd almost be fun because it would be like a really weird character trait. And it's like... So this guy, like, reads and writes poems or something, right? If he's doing this all the time. But it's not consistent. He just sometimes does it. And then other times he doesn't. And I don't know what that's about. Mm-hmm. Um, the opening credits are boring. They are. I like the little birds kissing. Why is Princess Glory just singing suddenly? We don't even know these two. The birds are cuter and are more interesting than them. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty much it. Like, at minimum. They needed to characterize Princess Glory and Prince David. At minimum. The story hinges on it. The story is literally a Romeo-Juliet thing with these two, like, people who are in love from kingdoms that end up going to war. It's like the main part of the, like, the main glue of the story that they create, which isn't even part of the original story. Yep. They added it and they didn't do anything with it they just like periodically show up and are pining or whatever and we don't know them we don't know who they are and audience here's a real big reason why they don't speak until almost the until spoilers (laughs) i guess until spoiler territory they never utter a word yeah they just sing (laughs) yeah so you don't know them you don't care about them You're kind of annoyed when you see them because it's like, okay. And it doesn't feel like they sing because, like, their emotions are too strong and they have no choice but to sing their emotions. It's just, they just sing at each other. (laughs) And I don't, it feels like nothing. 
and hug and kiss each other, and you're like, oh, okay. You know, there is, though, there is a real strong vibe that the Blufescu king is in love with the other king, though. Yeah, those two. <laughs> it's kind of, there's a whole scene while the prince is singing, it's, it's literally just taking stuff from Snow White. He's singing to the princess who's on a balcony, um, but then his dad is over sitting in a cart and can hear it, and is like, crying and like thinking about the good times he had with the other king and like he has he seems to have regret and that's actually kind of like i'm joking about them being in love because clearly that wasn't an intent from these presumably straight writers uh back in 1939 but when he starts storming out and then turns and like looks a little regretful and then that part where he's sitting in there and like thinking about the other king and being all sad and regretful, that's like the most interesting the emotion ever gets in this stupid movie. Like, that's actually an interesting kernel of an idea of this dude who like has a temper, just like blew up relations with this other person, but then starts regretting it immediately and it's like, oh man, but just is too prideful or whatever oh. to to do it like if that had been explored more i know the first time when he's walking yeah. out it's a switcheroo stupid thing but presumably that's why he doesn't do it when he's crying in the carriage just because he's too prideful i don't know but that's an interesting emotion that could be explored to actually give any sort of emotional center the, to this movie but it's basically not seen again after that scene so it, <sighs> but they also have the Lilli- I can't say it right. Lilliputians? Lillipu- Lilliputians? <laughs> Lilliputians. Just, just say king, the little guys. The king of the Lilliputians. Yeah. The way he looks and acts towards the other king. King Little? Is his name just King? I guess his name is just King Little. Okay, so King, king Bombo's the other one. Okay, King Little looks at King Bombo as if he's pining for him. Almost kind of like batting his eyes looking and uh, when they're doing this, the treaty signing and they're, they, they, are looking at some flowers together, this whole huge ornate uh, flower sculpture, and then the cake and all They're of getting along real well until it's, they're not anymore. Yeah, <laughs> also, the, yeah, the fight is over which song, which nation song gets played at the wedding. Why would you not just do both? Yeah. But whatever. I mean, at least that's in line with the original story of choosing a stupid thing that makes their fight happen. But it is very stupid. Um... Them ridiculing Gabby for making up the giant while they're on the giant. I get that it's supposed to be funny, but it doesn't make any sense. It's just Mm -mm. dumb. Yeah. It's like you'd have to climb up on a thing. Yeah. You You literally climbed up his... Whatever. Yeah. And you could... Whenever whenever Gabby came back the first time, you could see him... You could see Gulliver's body on the beach from a distance. You would definitely see that as you go... Going back. Yeah. Yeah. The scene of them discovering and tying up Gulliver, though, it lasts an eternity. Oh, my gosh. I think we timed it, and it's literally around 15 minutes. At least. It was of, like, so... literally nothing happening but them slowly, they're like, oh, this is a giant. That's scary. And then slowly going up to him and tying him up and lifting gags. him and in putting him on a thing. Way. And it's I just mean, a bunch of gags. It's just gags on gags on gags, and none of it's funny. Yeah, it's like, oh, oh we, you know, have to tie a knot, so let's pick up his... Hand have Gulliver's finger, like uh, unconscious finger, hold the the knot so we can tie it. 
Yeah. And it's like, why are you doing this? And it's and stupid. I, I don't remember why they lifted his leg, but they lift his, his hand and his arm and his leg. And, and you're like, okay. So in some ways, I think it's that they wanted to show off their animation skills, maybe? I don't I know. I think it's just they wanted but, gags. I think oh. they're just too focused on the gags and not on an emotional center for the story, not on characters. They're focused on gags. They are making a short that is over an hour long instead of making a movie. <laughs> um, I did like when Gulliver tucked them in, though. That was very cute. That Yeah. That was cute. There was a party, and then they, like, kind of fell asleep at a table, some of the little guys, and Gulliver, like, uses the tablecloth and kind of tucks them in, and that was cute. Yep. That's the only other note I have for this section. Yeah, my note stopped after a bit. It was just too boring. Yeah, I was just trying to fight to stay awake. It's so boring. Really? We really were, and, you know, I... Well, I mean, that's not that (laughs) rare for you. That's not that rare for me, but for y'all. Yeah. (laughs) That's all wanting to sleep. Um guys have any thoughts on voice acting i liked gulliver's voice it was nice sam parker sam parker yeah guess Um, what mm -hmm. gabby sure voiced by pinto colvick it's goofy again but they sped up his voice a bunch oh interesting Hmm. i didn't enjoy his performance though sorry sorry pinto i think you're a good performer don't like gabby Mm -mm. um also king little Twinkle Toes, which I think is the bird, the bird, and and then also Sneak, Snoop, and Snitch, which are all the three bad dudes, all voiced by Jack Mercer, who was the voice for Popeye the Sailor Man. Huh. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I wasn't kind of similar to what you said with the performance of the one who played Gabby. I can't say that I was thrilled with any of of them. I mean, not that it was bad. It was serviceable. Uh, yeah. Gabby probably would have been more fun if they hadn't sped up Pinto Colvig's voice, but he's still just an awful character, so. Yeah, yeah when we finally heard it, Prince David's voice was actively bad. Oh my god. Yeah, the Prince David's... Oh man. So, you know how, um, especially as I think feel like some films in the 90s and stuff, there's like a clear difference between the singing voice and the Quest speaking voice. Yeah, Quest for Camelot, I think of it. Um... Yeah, that goes all the way back to 1939, at least, because the singing voice for Prince David sounds like kind of deep and smooth and, you know, nice. You know, Lanny Ross is doing a good job. And then the like one or two lines he speaks that isn't singing by Cal Howard. He he sounds like some sort of nerd. It's I'm I'm being hyperbolic. I'm being hyperbolic, but it is not. It's nasally. Not the same voice. It's kind of weirdly nasally and just. Yeah, weird. But he didn't even... He he spoke, like, two lines. Well, again, it was... I don't know why they don't just have the singer do it. (laughs) Whatever. I know. Yeah, I mean, in in Snow White, all of the people who did the voice acting also did the singing. So there wasn't any difference. But here, they did have different singers. At least, I mean, Glory's voice sounded fine either way. Yeah. Um, Do we want to go on to animation? Sure. Um. While a majority of the characters were animated through conventional animation techniques, rotoscoping was used to animate Gulliver, Glory, and David. And I think that's super obvious. Yes. <laughs> I think it's quite clear which characters are rotoscoped in this movie. Um, Sam Parker, the voice of Gulliver, actually modeled for the live action reference cool. uh, for Gulliver. So, yeah, it's cool. 
Since we're speaking about rotoscoping, though, why is the lip sync on the rotoscoped character so bad? That's what I said. I was going to say lip syncing could be better. It felt like it was better as it went on, but like when Princess Glory started singing, the mouth sync looked off. The first time that Gulliver was speaking, there was like a two or three second period where he spoke and his mouth did not move. Yeah. Um, It's... I don't know why, because I it I didn't feel like it was a problem for the other characters. Like it seemed like the voices matched the mouth flaps just fine. But the the Maybe rotoscoped the characters, bit. sure. But I mean, he talks so fast. Like it 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 didn't bo- like leap out at me with the other characters. But when the rotoscoped characters talked or sang, it was off. It was weird. Uh, that. I didn't know when to throw this in, but it was very funny that Gulliver was the only person you saw on the boat at the very beginning of the film. <laughs> yeah. It was as if... It's like I get that you didn't want to, like, shoot live-action footage and rotoscope and stuff for other human characters, but, like, it does look awkward. It's very funny. Unless it's like everybody already fell off the boat and he's the only one left. I don't, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I, uh, you mentioned this earlier. I like the faraway shot of Gulliver that makes him look huge compared to the scenery with yeah. uh, Gabby in the foreground. Yeah, I, I, I liked that shot. I feel like there are... I feel like this movie did a pretty good job like intimating the hugeness of Gulliver compared to them. Um, that was one of the ways in which the animation quality definitely benefited it compared to the other Gulliver's Travels that we watched. Yeah. Well, also, I think in the other Gulliver, I think it was the fact that the island and everything was so small comparatively, mm-hmm. where we had the the funny, or I brought up about him going to the bathroom would have been an issue. I didn't feel like it with this because the proportion of the island and the and the ocean and everything else was fine. But yet, yes, he was much bigger than, than the characters, but not just so huge and their town compared to the island and everything else. Yeah. Right. It, so it, it was, it was, yeah. It fit pretty well. Yeah, I guess there was some different, kind of like the handoff between Gulliver as a background versus something that is acted upon. Yes. Was a little rough sometimes. Definitely. Like, I liked him it's as basically... A, I liked him as a background more for the most part. Yeah, but I'm just saying it's like a difference between rotoscoped versus not yeah you know like especially when i'm thinking when he picks up gabby or whatever and that that can look awkward yeah i'm surprised that the prince and uh princess were also rotoscoped because they were so ugly and i think the reason that they rotoscoping were so... doesn't mean that people are gonna look good no yeah. but i think well it's just their movements it, it was the reason that i feel like they looked so ugly it was their face and, and facial lack of um, of any detail and what I mean is it, it's almost as if they're first of all that the proportion between the eyes and the nose and the mouth weren't quite right and then there was no distinctive like chin or cheekbones and so it just looked like a a blob I don't know how to describe it it just it was very off-putting yeah. especially the princess it seems like maybe because didn't he have a hat on most of the time or something I think maybe I because think so. Prince David or maybe had, it was his hair. hair. Maybe the they way his maybe right. the way his hair, his bangs, or something were. I don't know. You but didn't both. see his face much. I say like Ma- yeah, maybe. Well, maybe that was her, it. You saw her front on a lot, but for him, okay. it was like profile, or he was looking at her, so it was like his hair. 
Yeah, I was thinking, like, they don't care what he looks like. Like, you're not seeing this guy. Yeah. Okay, maybe that was it, because he didn't bother me, whereas she was very off-putting. And especially if I compared her to Gulliver, because I think Gulliver was done well, you know, when for the most part, and when I saw his face or anything else. I, I actually, I want to expand on this. I think the film does a disservice having three rotoscoped characters, if it had only been Gulliver, I think it would have helped heighten the difference between him and these people beyond only height. But since there's two other characters that are also rotoscoped, it doesn't work as well. It's like these also are like human proportions and yeah. like move fluidly like humans and stuff. Like if they had not been rotoscoped, I think the that that would have worked better, that contrast. Yeah, they could have looked quote-unquote attractive or whatever and not been rotoscoped. Because I think what can happen in rotoscoping that, that I've noticed in, like, um, Anastasia is the, the, how, how much or how little detail you put in a face can really affect it. And, and so, like, with Anastasia, with Dimitri's face, I think a lot, and is... Sometimes he has cheekbones, sometimes he doesn't. Like, sometimes you can see they, like, decide to put his teeth while he's talking, sometimes not. And it, it, the quality varies. And I think with the princess and prince here, they, they didn't put as much detail. And I think that probably contributed to them just feeling weird. Yeah. Yeah. It also really bothers me that they combine the... Realistic looking people, you know, again, which you said they were rotoscoped with these very animated. These characters, most of the characters look like they belong in 1930s shorts rather than a movie. Yeah. Like the, the dwarves from Snow White are definitely more cartoony than the other humans that we see in the movie. But they still feel like they have enough enough design craft to them that they don't, they wouldn't fully fit in just an animated short. Like they're, they're a little too detailed to quite be there. That's not the case with the characters in this. No. They all look like they could be in a mediocre, mediocre 1930 short with a bunch of characters that aren't very identifiable by their design alone, which is, it's kind of weird because it's like these, these people made Betty Boop Popeye, olive oil and bluto and all of those are really iconic character designs like you can look at just their shape or their face shape and know who it is i don't feel it's the case with any of these characters no. very and very weird they all blend together and yeah they blend together but they also have to me off-putting proportions yeah um and one of the most distinctive things about other than the king's um, of all the townspeople, in, including Gabby, are their noses. They have weirdly, really weird. They're all like dwarf, the the dwarf yeah, noses, but, but like some round, sillier. some long, some some, but red and and one I said looked like um, Squidward's nose. I kept I kept trying to point out the you one did. Nose I don't know why you were Squidward. so obsessed with that. I don't know. Like again, it was kind of like where's Waldo? It's but like, it's also where, like what else is happening? Here? Exactly. Truly. I was trying to stay awake. It's, it's like, like the where boring is, part of the yeah, yeah. Where is the Squidward nose? So like fifteen uh, minutes yeah. of them just tying up. <laughs> God, it was Jeez, stupid. But yeah, um, but the, I think with what you were saying with Snow White is it's helpful or it the fact that the dwarves looked different 
fit into, it's like, these are the group of dwarves. Like, the other people are humans. The queen, the prince, Snow White. And it feels like they're kind of trying to do the same thing, but all they, of the other people... But yeah, then you no. don't, but then you don't do it with you could, the princess exactly. and the prince. You could say, oh, these are just the Lilliputians. That's what they look like. And be like, oh, okay. Except the prince and princess. Throw that all off. Yes. And then the two kings had a very different body size and style than all the others. I feel so. like they were both triangles, but one was triangle with the bottom on the bottom and one was a triangle with the bottom on the top. Maybe. Yeah, yeah maybe so. But they seemed larger or, or much taller than the others. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. They're kings. I don't know. Yeah. Is that why they were kings? Kind of like, <laughs> Who knows? you know, on no on Invader Zim. Sure, the yeah. They're the they're, tallest. They're the, talls. They're the sure. talls in. Yeah. The tallest. Yeah. That's true. They're the tallest. In, in Zim. Yeah. They're the tallest. Um, the, the transitions between scenes. scenes are bad in this movie. Like, the first time that I noticed it was during the All's Well song at the beginning that he's Gabby's singing as he's walking along and he like walks and then it like fades as he's walking somewhere else and then he falls into some water and he's like Err, and then it fades as he's walking again somewhere else and it, it just feels like disparate places instead of walking through up an area um and then the next time that it really jumped out at me was all the um wedding presents they would set them down and because it's drawn as set dressing like they don't they awkwardly shift between the backgrounds because the presents are like drawn as the background rather than an object that can be manipulated so they have to shift it but what a better filmmaker would probably do would be say focus somewhere else in the scene and then cut back and now it's a new thing but they just awkwardly fade <laughs> into yeah. the new next present and it's it's just not it's not very graceful no it's not very pleasant no it just calls attention to itself it's no nah. another which we talked about there being a lot of gags but it was so just it was just so annoying to have sometimes when people would run then mm. things would not only why is Gabby Sonic the hedgehog? Yes, when he ran, <laughs> or even when the king ran, when the king ran back to his yes. bedroom, yeah, everything not only is blowing as he's going yes. past, but gets sucked with him. Yeah, like large objects, uh, a huge um, uh, metal. Uh, what do you call it? A statue, a man, what yeah. you, a man in armor or, or a statue oh, yeah, in armor. Yeah. I mean, it's just not ridiculous. that funny the first time, but it's especially unfunny the second time. Yeah. Like, Gabby does it at the beginning, making me write why is Gabby Sonic the Hedgehog? But then, yeah, the king then does it later and it's... I get it. I get the joke, but the joke's not very funny and also I'm pretty sure lots of cartoon shorts had definitely already done that before this movie so it's not like it's new and you did it twice yeah it's just uh, with animation also the water i was not impressed with the ocean and the water it did not yeah. look like just somehow the way that it was drawn it was interesting but it it wasn't realistic it was almost like at times, the way they would make the waves when they were, when it was showing that the water in the middle of the ocean was crashing around and and the waves cresting and bubbling, it almost looked like 
Swiss cheese. I don't know how to describe <laughs> it with, you know, with, with the, the way they were doing it. And it didn't, it just didn't look real realistic. It looked very much painted to me. In fairness, water is a very difficult thing to animate. Um, it's, it's a hurdle that 3D animators took a long time to get over to as making it look nice. But actually... Disney did it pretty well on their second try, which is Pinocchio. Pinocchio has... Pinocchio's water effects are the sort of thing that animators studied years after that movie was made to try to make their water look good. Like, the water in Pinocchio is good. Um, And that came after this. So, yeah, this... I mean, they tried, and it... I guess it didn't leap out to me that much, but you're you're right. If If you're analyzing it, it's really not... Well, I think it's hard. Like water is hard. <laughs> and well, they spent a lot of time yeah, on exactly. it is why it yes. just, after looking and looking and looking, it just started yeah. bothering me. Yeah. There was just... a, there was a point where Gulliver went out to the, the beach and was just oh, kind yes. of wistfully looking at the water and there was a lot of shots of the water. So they brought it to our attention. Yeah, they definitely did. Um, what was up with the like red aura around um, the one king's face when he got angry. That was weird. I don't know. Just like he, I was like, are you going demon mode? What's happening? <laughs> so weird. Yeah. Um. Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, so yeah, there were uh, a pair of birds that were that was just like just actively pulling from Snow White. It felt like those uh, birds were more interesting than the couple that they represented. Yeah. It's weird. They yeah. were just always around when the couple was around. It was weird. Yeah. I don't know. And they had animals every so often in different places. I don't know. I mean, it's it's just living in the shadow of Snow White. And in some ways it can't help that, but in other ways it asks for the comparison. So. Yeah. Any other animation things before we ask the big animation question? I think so. What would this have been like if it were live action? Do you think you would have enjoyed it as much? What? How do you think that would have worked? I mean, it. we've kind of basically already answered the question of what a Gulliver's Travels live action movie would be like Could last be, yeah. time. Um, so I, thinking about... The way this one tries to tell its story. Yes. If it tried to be as gag-based, it would fall flat on its face. Or honestly, maybe they could do better gags. Maybe they could do more like uh, Three Stooges gags that have some sort of classicness to them in a way that this doesn't. But it probably would still be boring if it was as gag-focused as it is. If they tried to actually tell a story and took what this one has with the two kingdoms trying to join at the beginning and then breaking apart could be interesting. Like that, like mom said at the beginning, the seeds of that could be an interesting story. This movie just isn't interested in really doing that. It's too focused on gags. I don't. Yeah. Like I think that, yeah, a live action one could be interesting if it took that seed, but if it was just, a live action thing similar to this in terms of how it is ultimately written and all the gag focused stuff, it's going to be just as boring. Well, also if it's, if it's going to be like Dumbo remake or live action Dumbo, where they again, don't develop the characters enough 
where I have no investment in any of the characters and I don't care what happens to any of them. Which was also true of this movie. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, then yeah. again, then it's, it's, they will not have fixed the problem. You have it, it would, to make us be... care about the characters yeah. and you have to do that by spending time with them, getting to know them. And the one we spend the most time with is Gabby and he sucks. Yeah. I don't know why he was such a thing. I mean, I don't know. But. I don't either. Yeah, I mean, maybe it would at least address the issue of the Lilliputians, like, looking one way except for the prince and princess. And and so then yeah. maybe that uh, differentiation wouldn't be there. I don't know. I don't want to talk about the story of this awful thing anymore. Let's go on to music. Why would you want to talk about this? That every time we go to a new topic, we get closer to the end. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yay. Um, What are the songs? They must All's Well, which I feel like recurs at least once, if not more times. Yeah. Faithful slash Forever. Mm -hmm. It's a Hap Hap Happy Day. Yep. Bluebirds in the Moonlight, in parentheses, Silly Idea. Okay, sure. I heard something about Moonlight. I hear a dream, in parentheses, come home again. I think that's the one Gulliver sang. I think so. And we're all together now, which I think was the finale. All together now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I got. Um, None of these are distinguished in my mind Well, especially the further, like, I can kind of think to myself of what All's Well sounded like, and a little bit of Faithful Forever, very slightly Happy Day, and then after that, it just blurs together even more like they're just okay you know what this sorry this is how blurred it is to me my dad again was a director of theater did lots of musicals and before musicals you know in the orchestra pit um i'll never forget mr babbin you know what they'd warm up or, or, or there, there'd be this whole cacophony cacophony or whatever of all the songs that you know oh, that the orchestra would play yeah like a medley yes you know it would it would do snippets and an overture yes Thank you. <laughs> I should know that, but I just went blank on it. But yes. And and with that, it would, you know, hint at the songs and play parts of it, but it would all kind of meld together. That's what this is like for me. It It's not that it was an unpleasing sound, but it just all kind of blurs into each other. I... And I will, I mean, I'll say in fairness, I have heard the songs in Snow White a lot more but I still feel like every song in Snow White is more iconic and rem- and easy to remember than literally any of these. Yeah, well, and has lyrics that make sense or have <laughs> and and have refrains that you want to sing along with. Sorry, to me, if you don't have, especially, I don't know, some kind of refrain or something that that I want to hear again and I want to kind of sing along with. These songs definitely deserved to lose to over uh, somewhere over the I, rainbow. I like. <laughs> I liked Forever out of Faithful and Forever well enough and Faithful Forever together. Can that's you hum nice them? Because I can't. No, I cannot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all's well. That was... Uh, the, Fine. The I liked the first one. Yeah, because that was the easiest. To, every time the chorus is singing, it's hard to even parse it. Exactly. I, yeah, I think that was one of the bigger things is that I think all the last three, All Together Now, Moonlight, Home Again... We're a chorus thing, and it just is. Well, I think I hear a dream come home again was Gulliver's, which was mostly not, I but know. I don't remember it. Yeah, mm-hmm. at, at least at least the last one, um, 
and Moonlight, I'm pretty sure. It, but it's just, like, background music. It's not yeah. anything that's, that's, like, yeah, like, you have to have your main character singing it for it to be interesting at all. You can reprise it later with the chorus, and that might, you know, that would be good for, for you know, having a theme or, like, hearkening back to the emotions of when it was sung previously. Like, functionally in the story, you can use that. But just kind of throwing it on there, it's forgettable. Yeah. Anything else with music? <sighs> Let's go on to the part that our podcast is named after. How's it hold up? I don't actually have any notes here. What bothered me that you... Poorly, hardly, but like... <laughs> there's hardly any female characters. Yeah. The whole town yeah. seems to be men. There were like two there was a cu- Yeah, I saw like an old kind of looking lady. Yeah, there's a cup, like a small handful and none of them do anything. Yeah, whenever Gabby's talking about the giant and all the people are opening their doors. Right. There's one lady and she screams and faints. And yes. there's So again, a cliche that the few times yes. that, I mean, what, the two women, the, the princess and her, maybe? And there's, I think, another one that was an older lady, but that's harder to tell. And Glory does nothing besides yeah. saying, yeah, well, which it, is almost true of both of them, except in spoilers, David actually does a little bit. So Well, again, but to me, what is bothersome and doesn't hold up is they're the worst of cliches that oh yeah. a woman is going to faint if she sees something yeah, they're scary all, no, and yeah. then and then a princess is is only lives for a prince that's her only role is to fall in love and marry a prince and you know betty boop and olive oil aren't perfect but they're both way more interesting than any woman in this movie yeah for sure yeah betty boop ran for president and she won and she won <laughs> Uh, yeah, and I don't and know Olive about... Oil, like, actually punches Bluto half the time where she gets <laughs> captured. Like, they're both, they both have issues, certainly. But I know them. They're more, in, like, they have character. Well, and then the other thing is all the gags, and they don't yeah. hold up. They're just not funny. I mean, no. I don't know if they were funny back then, but they sure aren't funny now. And, yeah, it, it's over-exaggeration more than that. But I just mean, or... Stupid gags. Again, like the big thing you pointed out when somehow they get on top of Gulliver and they don't know that he's there. There's no way you wouldn't have seen him, especially with the moonlight. There was moonlight shining. You would have seen him as you were approaching and leaving the town. Here's the thing. Even with cartoon shorts, gags tend to work better when there's a character you care about. That's why the tantalizing fly that we watched was maybe the most fun short that we watched because we don't really know Coco that well, but he was a likable enough character to be like, have fun watching him try to deal with a fly for four minutes. You know, Uh, that's why Mickey Mouse and Donald Duck and Goofy are fun characters and can be at the forefront of different cartoons. That's why Bugs Bunny and Daffy Duck are like, they don't need to be complex, but they need to be like a character archetype that you can get your head around and like either root for or against or just have fun watching them exist. But none of these characters are that. And also there's some characters in here, but Gabby is actually not a part of a lot of the gags. A lot of the gags are various townspeople, especially the big 15 minute thing where they're approaching and tying up and all that gu- Gulliver. Like, a majority of those gags are by random nobodies that we don't know. So, like, 
even in the context of a cartoon short, I don't think most of these gags would land. <laughs> like, they're just not that interesting. Um, yeah. But I don't think that there's any real isms besides just the inherent sexism of, like, not really having women. And when you do, they're nothing. They're what? just stereotypical women. What do you think about some of the character design? I guess with the noses, it felt like it was very... It's dense. hard to say because so many of them have big noses. But yeah, the three villain characters three did villains. seem to have bigger big, noses. Big noses. Almost rich yeah. noses. and yeah. yeah, so that's probably bad. <laughs> but it's also... Just don't watch this movie. Yeah. Just don't watch it. Yeah, I no... know it's like historically a slightly important in that it's the like the first non-Disney animated uh, American animated feature film. Uh, it's not worth it. It's not worth it. Um, let's go on to our spoiler alert. Skip to fifty-four minutes and six seconds. Um, I don't actually have any notes in this part either. We already talked about his voice is bad. I guess we got to see animated the scene from the where he grabs all the boats by the anchors and starts pulling them. It wasn't worth it. Yeah, it's whatever. And then the prince like tries to stop them from shooting the gun and he like pulls on it and then he falls. And then, oh no, the prince is dead. But then Gulliver picks him up and starts berating the two kings. And then the little birds are on his thumb or whatever. And they... They see that the prince is fine. Oh no! Initially, they're crying. Yeah, but then they he, so then they start smiling, and I'm like, oh, I knew you were gonna do this, and, and it wasn't at the interesting. Birds and they yeah. wink at him. Stupid. And then the then the two love interests start singing at each other again. And they 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 combine the songs. Yes, they combine the songs instead oh. of again singing both songs at the wedding, which would be the most logical and easiest solution. They combine the song for I supposedly whatever and then they build gulliver a boat off screen and then he sails away and they're all sad and that's the end and it doesn't end like the last one where he gets picked up by a giant and has a cliffhanger he just leaves again you know another thing that is so annoying is these two characters one is one of the one of the bad guys one of the three the one who had weapons all the time that had weapons all the time and Gabby, and they're just oh, so distraught, and they're just crying. It is so irritating as an audience member to have characters with strong emotions crying when you don't like them because you don't even know them. It's it comes. It's just annoying. It's because it I doesn't don't... feel. You don't feel sympathy. You just feel annoyance. It's like, why? why? would any of the three spies cry about Gulliver leaving? Yeah. Like, even if they don't have animosity towards him because they were just doing what the king wanted, what? why do they care about him? I don't get it. Uh, I mean, is there... I, what do you got? Oh, I don't know if this was spoilers. I don't think it was, but I'm going to bring it up now. Go for it. The so I think I think the... the uh, there's a couple of peaks of characterization for Gulliver. I think one of them was like him having fun at this little dance thing and then the tucking in. And I think the other one was when he was saving the prince from the Lilliputian guards and the, saving and the Gabby. daughter as well because he was she was like harboring a spy or whatever. And he like 
say he grabbed them both from the guards and he put them down he put the princess down safely and then he had the prince too but he put both hands to her, to the princess for her to choose like where the prince is and and she like picks the hand where the prince is and i think there's what like, would happen if she picked wrong yeah like i think that's like the the it's just playful least, yes like, yeah and that that was nice uh, I, yeah, I also like in comparison to the other Gulliver's travel that we saw that when he when Gulliver woke up, he immediately broke his his you know the ropes true. and everything. He knew how powerful he was in comparison, but he wasn't acting like he was captive, and he wasn't acting overtly subservient. But he was you know a nice cordial guy. And again, when they sent him to try to make war with the other you know, or destroy the other, he's like, eh, let's let's figure out a, a peaceful solution. But I don't know. I just like that he knew his own power compared to, to the, um, you know, to the Lilliputians. Live action. Oh, and okay. yeah, it, instead of acting like, there was a weird scene when they were making him close, but other than that. That's it for spoilers. Let's go on to our favorites and least favorites. What was your least favorite scene in the movie? All of it. No. <laughs> I mean, I mean, the 15 minute yeah, scene that, yes, of them yes. dealing with Oliver. I yes. think so. Yeah. That yeah. was just entirely too long and too not long. interesting. Yeah. What was your favorite scene in the movie? I know, right? This is going to be hard. I think the brief scene where uh, Gulliver interacted with the princess. And the I prince. think you're right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think was that, just, that was, yeah. that was fairly cute. And it was yeah. short. Yeah. Yeah. What was your, who was your least favorite character? Mm, Gabby for me. Yeah, Gabby sucks. It's between that or the spies, the three spies. I think, I I think at least the spies, like, at least I get their goal. They want to murder a man because their boss told them to. I don't understand Gabby and I don't want to because he sucks. Yeah. All right. Gabby is my least favorite. What about the bird? Yeah. <laughs> the bird's fine. I don't care about it, but... Who is your favorite character? Probably Gulliver. Yeah. It's not I... like a strong rat. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to have to go with... I, I agree. Yeah, probably. He seemed like a, a, a joyful dude. Wasn't very obnoxious compared to all the other characters. Yeah, he seemed chill. Probably him. Yeah. This movie was a musical. What was your least favorite song? I'll say it's a hap hap happy day because that's a dumb title. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to say we're all together now because at that point I was just so over it and I don't even remember how that song sounds because the chorus just blends together. And yeah, I'm going to just I don't know how I just. That was the last song is the one that I was mentioning. Mm. I think I might. I'm going to join Valerie's bandwagon just, just because I have Happy Days. Yes, it's a What was your favorite song? I did like um, Faithful Forever. I didn't. I'm going to say All's Well. It was the only one I could really parse because one character was singing it at the beginning of the movie. I don't love it, but yeah. Mine though is also what is it? Faithful, Faithful slash Forever. Yeah. If Tim Curry played a character in this movie, who? I was thinking about this, and I was thinking, is Gabby, because maybe I wouldn't have hated Gabby so much. At least I would have had Tim Curry's voice. Maybe he could have salvaged 
Gabby. Because, I think... Because, sorry, part of the thing is, you know, we talk about, we, we, we really appreciate and pay homage to great voice actors. And one thing that voice actors do well that does not always transfer when you have a screen actor or movie actor or actress, that they don't, when they're just doing voice, the emotions don't come through in the voice. The nuances don't come through. And Tim Curry is phenomenal. So maybe he would have brought nuance and even I would have known Gabby more because of because of that. I don't know. I feel like he's just too angry and whiny. I just I don't know if Tim yeah, Curry Tim suits his personality. Stop that. Stop that. I mean, that's a fair point. I yeah. Just, uh, I mean, I get that he would. But I mean, they probably speeded them up, anyways. Also, of oh, course, we are. Be interesting. Of course, we're all like t- Tim Curry. I don't even know if he was alive when this came out. No. Um, so of course he couldn't have been in it. But you know, this is for funds. Uh, um, the king, the bongo. I was king thinking bongo. maybe him. He's. I don't seems know. Like bombastic enough. Or any of the three. He could be the three bad guys. What just if they all three bad guys? Sure. Yeah, they just all have Tim Curry, or at least the two that look the same. Yeah. Yeah. Have slightly different noses. One's yeah. pointier. I don't know. Yeah, um, he shouldn't waste his time on this movie. No, <laughs> no, don't don't <laughs> read up this, for this terrible movie. movie. Um, overall consensus and what we would rate it. It was bad. Ooh. Don't watch it. Don't watch yeah. it. Seriously, that don't. hasn't changed. That is Isn't not. It, if changed. you didn't listen to the spoiler section, just listen to it. It's short and also who cares? This is a bad movie. <laughs> Uh, what do we want to rate it though? Oh gee. What do I want to rate it? I almost want to say like 0. 0.5. Um the animation was good in parts and especially of the time, but still wasn't perfect. The story See, here's the thing is, all right, if we think about all of our all of our categories, the animation was okay. Especially, you know, in some things they did did well, um, but then to me the music, the music in itself was okay, but the lyrics and all of that so kind of for- I just forgettable. Want to remind you guys our ratings for the uh, other Gulliver's Travels. That was zero point five, zero point four, and zero point seven five from me. Yeah, I was gonna say like a one until I saw my rating, and like I can't give it more than the other Gulliver's Travel. Man, can I go point two five? <laughs> I'll do it. I'll... I'm gonna do point two five. Yeah, let's do point two five. It. I mean, it looked fine, but it's just so boring. Yeah, and the pacing is bad, yeah. and the cuts are weird. I mean, even Dumbo was more of a movie, at least. Even if by virtue of the fact that the first part of it copied a different movie that already existed. This isn't even... It's not real. It doesn't feel like a movie. And I would never, ever want to watch it again. Seriously. I just don't... (laughs) Yeah, I'm gonna go with .5. Yeah, there's really... You're gonna go .5 or .25? What What were you going... I think I'm gonna go 0.25. I'm doing 0.25 because I cannot give it more than the other Gulliver's Travels. I'm gonna. I mean, I'm giving it 0.5, which is less than what I rated the other Gulliver's Travels. So we're still all sticking to it being worse than the other one. Yeah, which yeah. again, bad movie, very bad. The animation was atrocious. Yeah, um, but this one had pretty good animation. Boring. Like and 
almost nothing else. Yeah, like at least in the other one, uh, the um, who's the main actor guy? It was great. I Dumbledore. His name. Yeah, <laughs> he yeah. was he was charming and he delightful. Was. There's nothing that no, delightful this about is this. Terrible. Don't do it. Next time. <laughs> <laughs> what was I getting? Oh, I was saying don't do it. Don't, don't do watch what? it. Oh, no, don't watch it. Next time, we are going to watch the first animated feature film from Japan. Yay. I think you told don't me. get too excited. It is war propaganda. Oh. <laughs> yeah. mm. Yikes. That's what I, I knew uh, you were going to say that. Yep. So... That's what we'll be doing next time. And then after that, Why I don't... Why are you torturing I'm... us, honey? Well, this is... It's going to be the end of our kind of history okay. thing. Okay. Um, and after that, I don't even know. I haven't made the schedule yet. <laughs> um, it's probably something more popular than any of these ones we've been covering. Yeah. <laughs> um, thank you all very much for listening. Thanks for getting through this with us. Oh, this yes. One. Yes. And even if you don't watch them, hopefully you will still stay with us. Hopefully we have not lost all of you all. <laughs> I mean, hopefully Snow White. Hopefully enough. Hopefully Snow people White's, listen to Snow, Snow White. Snow White was good. Snow yeah. White's a good movie and it's also like well-known. So, yes. Um, but yes, thank you all for listening. And until next time. Bye. Take care. Bye. bye. Love y'all. This has been How's It Hold Up with Danica Juarez and Jan James. You can find our podcast on Twitter at How's It Hold Up Pod. That's with each word capitalized and no apostrophe. Also, if you'd like to support us, we have a Patreon. You can find us at patreon.com slash user question mark U equals 2790566. Every little bit helps, and even with a minimum pledge, you get access to things you won't hear in our main podcast feed. Check it out for more info. The two pieces of music used in this episode were created by Kevin McLeod. You can find both The Curtain Rises and Cool Cats at incomptech.com. That's I-N-C-O-M-P-E-T-E-C-H.com. Both songs were licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0. More info on that can be found at http colon slash slash creativecommons.org slash licenses slash by slash 3.0. Thanks for listening. not related to Matt Mercer. I looked. Oh, I didn't even snap. I didn't even snap. <laughs> I just okay. I, fully, I would have been more I fully, excited I fully if I had expected you to say it. I love Matt it, Mercer. So I had to look it up. Everybody, Matt Mercer I'm gonna cut is, this is out. wonderful. No. You're so mean. <laughs> um Can I drink now? It is very funny. Oh, I I thought it was getting in trouble for not. I have a water bottle. She was like going to my brain. I just wasn't. She was going to drink. She's like, can I drink now? And then you started talking again. It was so So funny. funny. I I just mixed things. So rude. I thought I was getting in trouble. I was literally holding a water bottle. I don't know how much more clear I can be. Well, I know now it seems obvious, but it did. You're such a silly. (laughs) Are we done with spoilers? I think so.